0: welcome to the trauma room a podcast that triggers we will discuss all things traumatic here mental health disorders movies tv shows love life etc will the topics trigger some of course they will but to get past the trauma you will have to get to the room thanks for listening what's up guys so today's episode we'll continue the narc series. It will be about narcs and empaths. So, what is an empathic person? So, an empathic person is someone that has a lot of compassion and understanding to give, while someone that narcissistic is someone that thrives on people worshiping the ground they walk on. So, You can see where narcissists and empaths are ironically drawn to each other but they make the worst relationships ever. It is not a good match because the empaths tend to forgive everything that the narcissistic does and the narcissist doesn't care. This can result in the empath being completely used while the narcissist creates more and more chaos. They're normally drawn to each other and i can say like i'm an empath where i'm very sympathetic to people's feelings and emotions and sometimes it's so bad like i can't be in a room with like a big crowd of people because i just feel like all of their emotions i feel all of their emotions at once and an example of this is one time i worked at um this place where i had this one coworker said by me And they constantly, like, something was going on in their life where they were, like, always agitated or angry or just bitter. And that, like, those vibes, like, resonated off of them and got on me where I would just, anytime I sit by them, like, I could barely sit by them because I would just feel the same angst they were feeling. And... It's it's horrible because you can't have your own emotions because you feel the emotions of the people around you. It's it's like discernment in a way. And so wolf like narcissistic people and empaths, it's like narcissistic people want everything to revolve around them while the empath is like I will do I will do anything for you because that's how much I care about you. So this like <laughs> empaths and narcissists are just horrible together for example the narcs are attracted to people that they can use for their greatest usage so often they pursue people that are empathic people empaths are the opposite of narcissists while while people that are narcs have no empathy and drive off affirmation or like people loving them empaths we're we're highly sensitive people like I was saying, we we feel other people's emotions, so we're like emotional sponges. Like we we feel other people's feelings very easily, and this, for some crazy reason, makes us attracted to a narcissist because we see someone who who will fulfill their every need in a. This makes them very attracted to narcissists because they see someone who will fulfill their every need in a selfless way. So it's it's just not good. It's not a good look. And so this is a a quote from Judith Orflow, a psychiatrist, and the author of the Empaths survival guide. Uh, she says that this is a toxic attra- attraction that is destined for a desire. And quoting her, it says, What narcissists see in empaths is giving is a giving, loving person who is going to try and be devoted to them. And love them and listen to them. But unfortunately empaths are attracted to narcissists because at first this is all about a false self. Narcissists present a false self where they can seem charming and intelligent and even giving. Until you don't do things their way and then they get cold with holding and punishing. And that is definitely true. A narcissist will come off with the love bombing and I will give you the world... And for an empath that is attractive because it's like this is a this is a feeling that I've never felt and I feel like it's true, but then as soon as you like challenge a narc or disagree with them, that's when they pull off their mask and they're like, No, I'm actually this way. I'm actually a abusive person that will tear you down because you're not giving me the glory I need. You're not giving me the glory I need. So it's time for me to tear you down and rebuild you up the way I want you to be, which is a robot. (laughs) That is what I started to feel like in my narcissistic relationship. (laughs) I started to feel like I was a robot I started to feel like I could not have my own feelings because they were wrong. I needed to listen to this person and what they told me. My feelings were constantly, if I didn't, I would be punished in, uh, silent treatment. I would be punished in, uh, I'm not going to talk to you or I would be punished in, you have to talk to me at this exact time. If you can't meet this time, you will not be able to talk to me for two days. Um, And it got to the point where it was just really damaging to my psyche because it's like, I, I loved this person and I was trying to be the person they needed me to be. Unfortunately, that was a robot because if I wasn't like, Hey, you are the best person ever. You are really great. You are magnificent. You are God's gift to me. I appreciate you for all the things God has allowed you to give to me in my life. You are the best person ever. If I didn't do that, then it would be hell to pay. When a narc is trying to get with someone, they will initially, like I said, do the love bombing and attention. But their mask will soon slip and then you will not see any of the good qualities that make them look good. It doesn't last because a narc is full of contempt. And they, they see most people as below them. And once they start, start to notice their partner's flaws, they no longer idealize them. And they start to blame them for not being perfect. Like, they told me they put me on a pedestal. They told me I was their prototype. And it's like, I didn't ask to be put on a pedestal. I didn't ask to be your prototype. I didn't ask to be any of these things. So please don't do that because I'm I'm a human and doing that made me become more of a robot because I wanted to be that perfect person. I wanted to not have any flaws, but that is so unattainable. And then you walk on eggshells because you're like, if I say this, they're going to be mad. If I say my actual true opinion, they're going to be upset at me. And that's not a way to live or be in a relationship. But they start picking at everything. They start picking at, well, you don't listen to me, or you don't obey me, or you don't submit to me, or you, you, don't, you don't listen. And it's like, I'm not listening because you're, you're trying to control me. You're trying to make me who you want me to be. And that's not, that's not who I am. Sometimes it takes a while for them to show their true colors. But the empath definitely falls in love with a narcissist because we believe we can fix people and heal anything with compassion. We believe, "Oh, as long as we have compassion and empathy for this person, they'll change. They'll realize that that what they're doing is wrong and they'll change. Like, it's like we're, empaths are attracted to narcs because we see them as like who they might be, which is flawed people. So we see them as flawed people and they see themselves as not flawed people. And so when we try to like help them or help them gain knowledge, they see that as us like pumping them up or like, being like, oh, they're the best person ever, when we're not, like, doing that, we're just really trying to be encouraging and, like, compassionate, and then once their mask slips, and they become the, I don't even want to say insane, because that's, I feel like the word insane is kind of, like, a derogatory term now, so when they become unmasked, that's when they're like, well, something's wrong with you, it's not that the narc will say, it's not that I'm not perfect. It's because you make me unperfect. Because all the flaws you have tarnish me, tarnish my rep. I can't be with someone that tarnishes my reputation, especially if they add like different types of abuse on that, especially if they add spiritual abuse or emotional abuse, It's it's just ridiculous. Like they will say, if they only listen to me more, they could they could get more. Or it's it's just so hard for us to sometimes believe that these people don't have empathy, and they don't like they they don't have self awareness and they don't have empathy. Shannon Thomas, a therapist and author of the book Healing from Hidden Abuse, said that empaths work hard for harmony whereas narcs are looking to do the opposite they enjoy chaos and like to know they can pull people's strings once again it goes back to being a robot like as an empath i would be like what can i do in my power to make everything okay in this relationship and a narc is like you can't ever do anything because you're not perfect and so you you won't be able to they're able to manipulate Manipulate empaths by giving us hope By doing compliments And making the victim believe That if they behave in the correct manner They will get the loving person back Who they want to know Which that is exactly true If you behave in the way I want you to behave Which is controlling a person Then I will love you In a love bombing state again And therefore It will be great and that's that's not love that's that's intimidation, fear, and controlling. And empathic people, we know that people are human and we're willing to be, you know patient with people. And empathic people will long suffer with narcissists because they they really want to see the person change. They really feel like at the time that the person will change. But a narc may have times where they like may do fake apologies or may acknowledge that something might be wrong, but they'll never follow through or never believe it. Like I told the narc, I was wolf, like, hey, you, you need therapy or not even them. I was like, in order to make this last, maybe we should go to therapy. Oh, I don't believe in therapy or I don't, I don't think I need therapy because there's nothing wrong with me you just need to pray about it and you need to figure out what's going on in your heart it's it's a tactic where they just they just use different things to get the empaths back in and you as an empath you want to support your your person but then it also goes back to like you form a trauma bond with them where it feels almost impossible to leave the relationship and it comes down to the ability for the empath basically to look the other way and then it becomes a cycle because you're thinking they're going to change when they're like I'm not changing because nothing is wrong and then it can be difficult to you know realize you're in a relationship with a narcissist at first because you know you give people the benefit of the doubt you do you give people the benefit of the doubt and you know you want to you want to be there for them but empaths don't have to become mean people we can just realize what's going on and then decide to leave and realize that not everyone needs to be in our lives and that not everyone we come across is going to be healthy for us and realize that that that's okay and here's some like signs that you may you know be an empath People who are very receptive to emotions of others. People that are also sensitive to noise and smells and being around people. They feel overwhelmed in crowds and exhausted in social situations. Like, that's what I was saying. Like, social situations, you just feel like, (laughs) kind of like Dr. Xavier, where in X-Men, he puts on, like, this helmet that sees all the different like mutants and he can see like what they're doing in their day-to-day life you kind of feel like that like you you feel vibes from everyone good or bad and they just like vibrate off you and it's it's just like I gotta get out of here and it's just your ability to understand someone's feelings and it's just crazy like you you tend to know what's going on with other people. You feel overwhelmed in certain settings. Basically, you have like a gift of intuition of depth or just really caring about people and we often give too much and we often feel what other people are feeling and it's this hard feeling because we're not able to set boundaries because when it feels like we have to set boundaries, the idea of giving someone up is unbearable. To just walk away from someone makes us feel like we're walking away from ourselves. It just feels like like this is my fault because if I'm an empathic person, I should be able to help this person realize like, what's going on and help them, but you can't help a narcissist. Because they don't want any help, because they don't think anything is wrong. Being an empath with a narcissist is a self-destructive time bomb. It's only a matter of time when when it just explodes. And they will never never be close to you, really. It's when you can't make decisions because you the thought of someone like abandoning you makes you feel horrible It makes you feel like what did you do when you didn't do anything at all and our brain tries to separate like when a narc is mean to us from the person that is love bombing us and that's not true the person that's being mean is who the person really is and you can't take on the ownership of a narc you can't be like this is my fault because Their brains work in a total different way whether they mean to hurt you or not, and that's the thing, like, people don't realize. Like, it's like it really is like a mental illness, it's a mental disorder. It's not just something like, oh, this person just has like grandiose ideas. Or, I think a lot of times when people talk about narcissists, they're like, oh, that's just the way this person is, and it's like. Why are you why are you saying that's okay? Like it's like that's like saying someone that physically abused someone, oh yeah, so and so physically abuses their wife, but oh that's just the way they are. Like it's not okay for them to physically abuse people. So why would you think it would be okay for people to get narcissistic abuse or emotionally abused? Like why is that okay? 'Cause it's, cause it's not. So I think that empaths, we like to know that we're helping people. And in a situation with a narc, we will never know that because they they don't want any help. And then that's when you become a robot. I remember several times where I just felt like, you know, I couldn't be myself. I can be myself creatively. I can be myself spiritually. I couldn't be anything because this person wanted me to be everything they wanted me to be. Like I said, they put me on a pedestal and then I was the prototype. And it's a song by Outcast, like you are the prototype, which you don't ever want to be anyone's prototype. Because first of all, you're already a person without someone else. That's that's what I want to drive home. You are already A person without being someone's prototype. You know what prototypes are for? Prototypes are for cars and automations and robots. And you're not a robot. Did you hear me? You are not a robot. You are being conditioned to become a robot, but you are not a robot. You are a person that has self-worth without anyone else. And you don't need this other person trying to control your every move to make you who they want you to be. So if someone ever is like, you are my the prototype of who I want someone to be, that's not true. Because they're not even looking at who you are. Because if they looked at who you are, you would be okay the way you are. They wouldn't have to mold you or tell you, you can't dress this way. Or you can't wear your hair this way. Or you can't be friends with these people. Or you can't do this or that. It's so many lost opportunities when people are controlled by other people. And it's so prevalent. And it's so crazy because people just let it go on. And then people have friends where they're like, oh, that's just the way they are. It's okay. And it's, it's never okay. It's never okay for that to happen but you also have to look at like an emotionally healthy relationship no one cares about power or control and you also have to think about like if especially if you're empath think about like your parents I know for me my parents are both narcissistic people so therefore I grew up to become an overachiever and perfectionist And when I first started dating, the first person I dated was a narcissist. And that was due to my childhood of my parents being narcissists as well. So it came to the point where I just wanted to please this person and not have my own identity. And because my parents are narcissists, I'm also an empath where I just pick up on everybody else's feelings. And... Dating a narcissist is where basically the quote for dating a narcissist should be, I won't love you unless you meet this unattainable standard that I have given you. And also in their case, one of their parents is a narc, one is an empath, and they date someone that they can try to control. And looking back in your childhood, the child gets dismissed and can't have any emotions and narcs don't have this healthy way of realizing that something something were was wrong in their childhood. They have no awareness that it's it's incorrect love that they saw, so with my parents, like I realized like they're both narcissistic people, and that was not right that was not healthy love that was horrible, and that was definitely not not anything to look up to and to uh, to even try to be. So I recognized that but then I dated a narc. <laughs> I recognized like that like oh something is wrong, but in the in the moment like I knew something was wrong with my parents, but I didn't have a definition of narc back then or what was going on. So once I dated a narc, I didn't even realize I was dating a narc until i went to college and started studying psychology and we went to a chapter about narcissistic personality disorders and was like wait a second this is everything i'm going through like did who wrote this book i do they have a concept in my life like this is everything and it's because you know growing up as a child like it was the same thing i wanted to you know, my parents to see that I, I was worth something and like I was enough and they never did. And then dating a narc is like, you'll never be enough. Like you, you will never be enough because their fulfillment will never be contained. And even with like narcs, it's not even about like kind of the grandiose feeling. It's more about the fulfillment because I can definitely tell you, like, if a narc achieves, like, the thing they're grandiose about, it's not going to fulfill them. They just move on to the next thing that they can be grandiose about. And I could definitely say, like, as an empath, the narc I was dealing with, they, they do maybe even subconsciously look for other empaths. Like, other people are very similar to... The empathic thing qualities about me and so it's like they seek it out because they know like oh empaths love to help people love to be compassionate I need someone in my life that's going to be compassionate 24 7 and I need them to be be there for me and be like my rock so it's kind of weird because it's like empaths not knowingly we put like the narc on a pedestal just trying to like make them feel better about themselves or knowing like they're a good person or trying to heal them and it's not up to us to heal them especially if they're a narcissist because they they just they don't want to be healed they don't want to be saved because in their eyes they're god and they don't have to be saved from anything and then in their eyes they put us on a pedestal until We say or do something where they knock us off and then we're back to peasant status where we just have to pick up the pieces and start this traumatic bonding, soul tie foolishness all over again until we get out of it. And that's the hardest thing for an empath to do to get out of a relationship with a narcissist because it's like you feel like what was wrong with me and you you take on other people's feelings so you you have their feelings of anger towards you or spite or guilt. And it's like, those are not your real feelings. So it's very like good for a person that's empath to be alone sometimes. To just be alone so they can actually feel their own feelings and understand like what's going on with them. Because if you're around at NARC 24-7, even if they're not in the same place as you, but that's the thing, too. Like, they can still control you, even if they're not in the same place, which is just ridiculous, but it's true. They, they just make you turn to a robot. So, for all the empaths out there, just remember that you need time alone, and you could be compassionate to people, but that doesn't mean everybody has to truly be in your life, because you will get burnt, especially if you try to help everybody. Like, people will rob you, steal from you, and break your heart just because you're trying to show compassion and empathy that you care about them. Because they don't give a darn about you. They only care about self-gratification and what they can pull from you. And once they pull, you get discarded. And then, what, what, where are you left in? Where are you left in? You know the saying how people say there's someone out there for everyone? I disagree with that. And I feel like we need to stop saying that phrase. I feel like we need to say instead that there is someone out there that people can manipulate and control for everyone. I feel like when people are like, oh, there's someone out there for everyone, that's not true. I really feel like There's someone out there that someone can find to have control over and therefore from an outside perspective, it looks like, oh, they are dating someone or they are married to someone. Why can't I find someone or why why can't I be with someone? It might actually be the opposite, that you're actually a healthy person because you're not trying to control someone. You're not just trying to find someone that you can manipulate and take control of. And also with that, that person that is doing that, they they don't love that person in a healthy way. So I really do feel like we need to stop saying there's someone out there for everyone because it is someone out there for everyone if you look at it from an unhealthy perspective. But especially for a narcissist, there there isn't any just anyone out there for them. They unconsciously or consciously will pick their next victims, especially if that person is empathic or especially if that person seems like they are weak or wounded in that moment or time in their life. So don't don't think because you're not being picked by someone that something's wrong with you. It may be you're not being picked by someone because There's not anything wrong with you at that time, and you would see through the bull. Once again, thanks for listening to The Trauma Room, a podcast that triggers. The next patient will be seen shortly.